Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I'm your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Pastor Larry Vanderveer. Pastor Larry is with the Coalition for Feral Cats of Lehigh Valley. Pastor Larry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Stacey. Nice to be here. So tell us a little bit about your organization and what's the work that your group is doing? Well, our organization was formed before 50C about six years ago. We got our 501C3 two years ago. We're a little different than most people that do TNR, which is trap, neuter, and return, is that we do TNR MM+. Our goal is to make sure not only these cats, that the population of feral cats are under control humanely, but also to make sure the cats benefit from what we're doing. And that's the problem that I find with today is that TNR is just basics. And it's a basic that helps us really not helping the cats, other than keeping them from getting more and more kittens out there. Yeah, so much of us from olden times, I guess, we've really focused on the fact that trap neuter return is a population reduction strategy. So we're focusing on the reduction component of things. But it really sounds like your program is focused on quality of life, not only of quality of life for the cats out there, but quality of life for humans, as well as sort of being general stewards for the community. So I'm going to make the assumption that we all know what trap, neuter, return is, but what does M-M stand for? Well, the very first part of the M is maintain, which means that once a colony has been established and all the cats have been fixed, all the kittens have been taken away to be adopted, we feed that colony twice a day, every day for the rest of its life. At the same time, while we maintain that, we make sure they get the love that they deserve, which means we go in there and hold them, pet them, brush them, and play with them a little bit, just to make sure they have happy to understand that some humans out there are pretty nice. The second M is monitoring. Now, by monitoring, we actually put cameras up about every two to three weeks. They stay on the colony for approximately one week. And this candidate are Wi-Fi. They get back to my office. And this tells us if anybody's in there harassing them, if any new cats have been dumped at the site, if any of the cats that are there now are sick, and if there are any we call predator animals coming in, and if anybody else is feeding them, other than the assigned caretaker. So do you have a group of volunteers that do this, or is it just a couple of people who manage? I believe you mentioned in our pre-conversation it's like 15, 14, or 15 colonies? We have uh, approximately 14 or 15 colonies in Lehigh Valley, and we do have volunteers that do help us feed them. But to become a volunteer with us, it takes a unanimous decision from the board of directors. So that's why we have three. That way it can't be a tie. So when you come to us to volunteer, we just don't say, here's the door open. Go out and take care of the cats. We train you. We make sure the cats are taken care of properly. Then you go with one of our directors that will show you what has to be done and introduce you to the colony. Uh, because the colony with new people coming around, the cats will not come out. And by being a volunteer with us, we have certain people that we allow to feed the cats they've been trained. Then we have cats that people come and foster the cats. Then we have people that will come out and help clean the colonies and other people that will go out and do fundraisers with us. So volunteering has a wide scope with us. It's not just going out and putting cat food out for the cats. It's a training process. The training takes two weeks. 
I would assume that your cats are ear-tipped as well as have a uh, microchip. The colonies, they're all ear-tipped, but then none of the colonies themselves are not microchipped. Cats that get adopted out, they get microchipped and a full array of being vetted. And of the 14 to 15 colonies that you are servicing, your objective is to be at 100% spayed or neutered cats. And are you at 100% for any of those colonies? All the colonies are 100% except for two. One colony, we found a new cat came in. We're not sure what he's fixed yet, but he will be trapped and fixed. And the other colony, uh, we stopped trapping over the wintertime. That we don't trap in the winter because from mid-November to mid-February, usually the breeding season is stopped. And with the coronavirus out right now, it's hard to get the clinics to do anything because they're not opening. But yes, our goal is 100%. But our real goal is not only to make sure the cats are taken care of 100% being neutered or spayed, but also that they have what we call a good life, a life of love, a life that's shown that people care about them, that just because they're on this planet doesn't mean they have to die because they were born. They did not ask to be born. It is us humans who cause this problem. Now, that must be our humans that take care of the problem properly. So share a little bit about the human factor around this. You have a couple of stories about how using these cameras and monitoring, you actually were able to help some people. In a previous life, before you were a pastor, I believe you said you were a police officer. And so I think from that comes a little bit about protecting the community. You want to share a couple of stories about how you've actually helped people while helping the cats? Well, yeah, we have we have some good stories. The one colony we take care of, especially, it's behind a hotel, the four-star hotel. And the area where we're at is way in the back of the hotel. We have no cameras. And because of what we, because we're doing the monitoring and the maintaining, we caught two uh, groups of people scoping out the cars to borderize them. They got busted. Then we found three prostitutes in the middle of their job. And as a pastor, you can imagine what that feels like when I stopped them in the middle of their job. It's kind of um, comical. And then we stopped two or three drug deals going down. Being a, a former police officer, I'm very aware of what goes on around, with, around us. And if I see you at our call, call at our colony that we don't recognize, we take a picture of your license plate and the car. And it has worked out to the point we have caught people trying to harm the colony. We caught one group that uh, came in there, sent one of their people, that one of their volunteers in at 530 in the morning, harassing the cats. And we caught him. Then we had another lady. And she has, uh, there's six adult cats on her property. She was getting in trouble for feeding them because the ordinance in that town didn't allow that. We interceded, came in, we were going actually going to remove the colony and put them into a nice section where they could have a good life. But before we could move them, one of the mommy cats had a litter of four kittens. We contacted the police, told them what was going on, and we told them we can't do any trapping until six weeks from now because for those cats, for those kittens to be weaned. Well, when we're getting ready to start trapping again, another mommy had four kittens. Well, because of this happening, the town itself changed their ordinance to the point that now they are doing a TNR system. The six cats that were on this lady's property are still there. They're all fixed. They're being fed by the lady under a controlled colony, established colony. And the eight kittens that were uh, born, all eight kittens got homes. So that's the results of TNRMM. The animals get a life. The people around them get a animal that's not going to dumpster die because they're fed every day. They're not going to be urinating and pooping every place because they're taken care of properly. They've been fixed. This is no cast in heat. They won't be need to mark their spots. And it has been working out of all the 14 colonies. We have 1450 I've double checked. We don't have one 
complaint from a neighbor. So I think that's pretty good. That's very impressive. And I'm a believer in having a process of maintaining and monitoring. When we did our project in Newburyport, we had quite a lot of monitoring with the volunteers. They were very impassioned and involved with the cats. So I really do think that there's value. What would you say to the person who says, well, that's great that you're doing it for this group. I don't think this is possible to do something like this on a national scale. What would you say to someone who had that sort of attitude? Well, I would tell something like this. If you do a little research, since the PNR came in, the uh, cats that were being euthanized have gone down by almost 72% through the whole country, and that's all 50 states, that the laws haven't changed because of what we do, that now that the cats are being harassed, they are going to be this a felony charge. And they, the most important thing I say to it is I tell them there's two, the two most dangerous predators in the world. First one is, is an unpassionate human. The second one is, an educated human. So when I tell them, they, they said they can't work around. I said, walk in my shoes for a week and you will see the results of what I'm telling you, that it works. And there's people that don't like cats and we also help them that way because there's humane ways to keep cats off your property. And we train the people that need that done on their property so that they themselves can accept what we're doing. And before we do trap, and we actually walk the neighborhoods within two to three blocks total perimeter around the property and make sure people that know what we're doing so that they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. You actually answered part of my next question, which was a focus on private caretakers or folks that have, say, a colony in their backyard or at their farm. Do you run into those situations? Yes. And what we do then is, in our manual, the first part of it is actually explaining what we do. The second part is meeting the people that call it because we just don't go out and look for cats running around. That's just a waste of time because it might be somebody's pet. So we get phone calls from municipalities and people and the private people. We come in there and we explain to them. The very first thing we tell them is that we're here to help the animal. By helping the animal and helping the feline, we're helping you. And then we will train them how to take care of the colony. But even though they're maintaining the colony, that's part of the end, we will monitor that colony just like we do every other colony that we have. And that means we get, I mean, they have to sign up and pay for paper with us, saying that every two to three weeks, we can put a, com- a camera up on site to make sure the colony will be taken care of properly. You might, must have a lot of cameras. Right now we have five, four in operation, and not every colony is done every week, so they get switched around from each colony. So we're going to be ordering probably about another three, and we are a fully 100% nonprofit organization. So um, we depend on people's donations. It helps a lot. Providing a safe and nurturing environment is every cat caregiver's top priority. The American Association of Feline Practitioners understands your cat's natural behaviors and aims to supply you with tips and resources to help you provide the very best care for your cat. Join our cat community by visiting catfriendly.com and you can sign up for our newsletter. This website was designed to be a place where cat caregivers can receive credible and trustworthy information from veterinarians on a variety of topics just for cats. Learn ways to understand your cat's unique characteristics and behaviors, how to keep your cat healthy, and the importance of routine veterinary care. Did you know that August 22nd is National Take Your Cat to the Vet Day? Make sure you visit catfriendly.com to find out why it is important to take your cat to the veterinarian for his or her annual checkup. Get tips on how to make it a less stressful experience for you and your cat. You can also search for a cat-friendly practice near you. Don't wait. Visit catfriendly.com today. Does your cat have dazzling eyes and an effervescent personality? Is your adopted kitty the most beautiful in your eyes? 
The Cat Fanciers Association wants to invite you and your cat to join its new Companion Cat World program. Since 1906, CFA has had a deep love and respect for all cats, no matter what their breed. Companion Cat World is part of our mission to make all cats' lives better with love and celebration. You and your cat can join for just $13. Plus, your cat will be showcased in a CFA gallery. You'll get exclusive discounts on cat food, toys, and supplies, plus a customized membership card. You'll get to attend events and the chance to compete in the household pet category in our regional, national, and international cat shows. And a portion of your fee will benefit homeless cat rescues and shelters throughout the world. Check us out at www.cfa.org. So you fundraise to pay for their spays and neuters as well as, you know, any medical care and their food and that kind of thing. In the past two years, I've noticed you raised about $21,000 from municipalities. That's meaning from towns have given you money to help with the feral cats, or is that from private donations? No, that is from the towns. They actually put up a a voucher at the local clinic that we work with. And every time we bring the cats in, we don't have to put any money out of our pocket. The clinic invoices that municipality. And I think it's gone up now to 24000 As far as our own medical bills, we have donations coming in. We have a one person that actually has their own grant system, and we get a grant off them about every two months. Plus, we have a local supply place that actually is a, a supply depot that actually supplies the whole country for cat and dog food. They give us a donation of a pallet of cat food almost every five weeks. That's about three quarters of a ton of cat food every three weeks. We just got 250 pounds off them two days ago. So, and you talk about how you're covering just the feral cats. You're not talking about owned cats. Are there other programs in your areas that will help with people that do need assistance with owned cats? Well, we actually help them too. That's what the plus is in part of the TMM plus. Say if you need to have your cat taken care of, you can't do it. We'll try to get a voucher for you. And we will actually come to your place, familiarize the cat with one of our volunteers, and we will take the cat, get it fixed, make sure all its proper shots are done. And then we will keep the cat for the females. We keep up to 72 hours. The males can keep up to 48 hours to make sure they're healed, make sure they're fed properly. Then we take them home. And then we actually will monitor that cat for a whole year. Uh, just like in our adoptions, we don't charge for adoption. That's what the other, other rescue get upset with us because if you don't charge adoptions and you do the TMM plus, it costs money to do the MM plus. So if you don't make any money off the adoptions, they wonder where we get our money. And I'd be, I'd be frank with you, the good Lord, every time I need something, it comes to the door. Let me give you a little example for that. We had one kitten that we got. There were three, him and this, this uh, single were three days old when we got him. Every two hours, uh, my wife, who I called Nancy Nightingale, we had to make the formula and feed these three guys. So when he got old enough to get taken to the vet, we took him to the vet, and my wife noticed that he had a bump in his belly. That's Riley. And Riley was the very first. I found him in the rain. And the umbilical cord was still on him. So when we took him to the vet, I thought it was out of belly button. The best would know he had a, an umbilical cord hernia. That's a $722 operation. And as a volunteer people, we don't have that kind of money. We had to put up all the second. So they scheduled it for two and a half weeks. And my wife saw it on the following day that it looked like it was getting bigger. Called our vet up. Vet said, bring him in two days from now. That was on a Friday. Saturday morning, I was at the church doing some work on the roof. My wife called me and said, we just got a $750 grant in the mail. So the good Lord provides. The reason we do what we do, we do this for two different reasons. One, for Jesus Christ. The second way is because we feel that these animals who are amazing creations of God, they deserve a life of happiness 
not abuse. And we do fight for them tooth and nail. And it gets me in trouble sometimes because I got a big mouth. I'm not a typical pastor, and I will not stand by and watch anybody abuse an animal, a child, or a woman. Do you think it's sort of a combination of being a former police officer and a pastor? You're sort of a hybrid? That's a pretty, my wife's laughing in the background. Yeah, I would say that. I'm a pretty good-sized guy. I'm 6'3", about 240 pounds. So I've been in martial arts over 50 years. I waited for 55 years. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good terminology. I'm a hybrid. And I'm not your typical pastor where a lot of people think the PM pastor means putting up with people's whatever you want to call it. My PM pastor means pleasing people to the extent that the animals are helped. That's great. That's a wonderful way to think about it. We have a slogan in the motto. Our slogan is, we speak for them because they cannot. Our motto is, we never say no. Wonderful. That's great. Say goodbye to scooping. Say hello to a better litter box. Introducing Kitty Sift, the eco-friendly, waterproof litter box made of recycled cardboard. Just lift, sift, and reuse. See it on Amazon or go to kittysift.com and use coupon code PODCAST for 15% off. Do you struggle to find foster homes for your animals? Are you struggling to communicate with your fosters and keep track of what they need? Introducing Foster Space, powered by Dubert, where recruiting and communicating with your fosters just got a whole lot easier. Need a new foster for an animal? Simply create the foster request in Dubert and it will automatically send it to existing Duberteers and also post on your Facebook pages and groups. Need to communicate with your fosters? No problem. Dubert makes it easy to communicate via text with individual fosters or to get messages out to your different groups of fosters. Your fosters can even put in help desk style tickets for questions or supplies they need and the Dubert system will help you keep track and stay organized. Check out Foster Space by signing in on your Dubert account today at www.dubert.com. You've mentioned this manual. How can people access it? Well, we're getting ready to get it published now. We turn it over to our attorney. And once it's published, all they have to do is contact me via my phone number. Or they can go on Facebook and look up our name. And it tells you how to contact me there with our email address. And we're actually finalizing our website probably within the next two weeks. Okay. So you share that information with us and we'll make sure we get it in our show notes. All right. My email address is dot. My last name, V-A-N-D-E-V-E-R, at yahoo.com. Facebook, you just look for the Coalition for Feral Cats of Lehigh Valley, and that'll bring it up. My phone number is 484-241-5981, and our address is the Coalition for Feral Cats of Lehigh Valley, 331 South Main Street, Nazareth, PA, 18064. And we are looking for volunteers. Pastor Larry, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yes, I would. People out there, this is not a game. This takes care of animals' lives. Lives are at a stake for what we do to the animals. And we, the Coalition for Feral Cats, we have Valley, we will not stand by and allow that to happen. Our goal is to get these cats to a home where they can love, or we can't get them home to make sure they have a colony where they can be loved and treated like they're supposed to be. We are supposed to be stewards of God's creations. Not abusers. Wow, that's very beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Pastor Larry, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show, and I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Oh, I look forward because we got a lot of stories. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of adventures, you, your wife, 
and all your other volunteers. So a big thank you for them and what you and she and everybody else are doing. Thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 